0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm looking at my
1: radar, but I could probably just ask you what's the latest with winter storm sage like
2: where I are can't you I right
0: believe now? should I be
2: honored that they named a the storm after me of course, I'm sure that's what they were thinking of. <laughs> yeah, they're like <laughs> disaster. you guys, Yeah, you guys want carnage <laughs> disaster.
3: Welcome to NBA today presented by Navy Federal Credit Union.
2: Coming up
4: on NBA Today, the best team in the East had a statement win in Sacramento last night. How Giannis and Chris Middleton have potentially their best outing in over 500 games as teammates. Plus, I hear it's Steph's 35th birthday, and I know it may not be 2014 anymore, although if last night is any indication, number 30 has plenty left in the tank, but how to keep Curry cooking on the road. Also, the play-in push, it continues. The Lakers, the Pelicans, they're currently three-way tie out west. The state of those teams coming up on NBA Today. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. I'm Malika Andrews. I will be joined by my friends, Zach Lowe and Jalen Rose, as well as Adrian Wojnarowski in just a little bit. But we need to start with Giannis Antetokounmpo because he returned to action last night, his first game since March 5th, and he came out of the gates on fire. You can see him getting ready there. The Bucks they have a 13-game winning streak against the Kings. Their last loss came in November of 2016. They were trying to keep things rolling. And you know it's always a good sign when Giannis is hitting a three, Ty Game here. Drew Holiday looking feeds Giannis, gets that one to go. The Bucks take a the lead there. Giannis once again a little bit of a spin cycle goes up strong and one for Giannis. Giannis going to work here, taking on multiple defenders. Friendly touch extends the Milwaukee Bucks lead. But the Kings they were pesky in this one. They were not going away. Sabonis. Finds Kevin Herter back to Sabonis, a little floater. That one is good. Brings the game to a one-point contest, tied up with nine minutes to go here. De'Aaron Fox, he gets that jumper. Sabonis to Kevin Herter, the three that is good this was a fun game down the stretch Chris Middleton back in the starting lineup for a couple of games now gets the friendly bounce on that one to tie the game up one point lead for the Bucks at this point is there a better closer than Giannis he goes all the way to the cup and scores the Kings going the other way Kevin Herter for three it's good Woo! This one had you on the edge of your seat. Drew Holiday, back to Giannis, slams it down an exclamation mark on the night for Giannis and the Bucks. But as Milwaukee is pulling away in the final seconds here, watch Lyles and Brooke Lopez getting at it a little bit, getting in each other's faces. Assistant coaches come off the benches. The bonus caught in the middle trying to break these two gentlemen up. Milwaukee would hang on to get the lead, to get the win. Both of these men were ejected. Take a listen to the post game.
5: I don't know what happened, but so we, we ain't taking nothing from nobody. Trust me on that. And they all going to have each other's back in there. That don't mean we're going to go out there and start something. We're not. But we going to stand up for ourselves. And each other. You know, obviously I you know appreciate uh Brooke having my back. That's my guy. You know, not just on the court, off the court for life is my guy and um definitely gonna pay for his uh his text. Uh, I'm gonna what you call it the reimbursing. I already told him. Uh, you know
0: people, you know, kinda understand that and take my my kindness for weakness and but my teammates are there to have my back and uh say that hey, can be doing this no more and I uh, appreciate uh, them doing that for me
4: You gotta love Giannis right saying yeah you know what I'm gonna take care of that technical fine Zach Lowe Jalen Rose with us now Zach the, the Bucks they have not lost back-to-back games since mid-January what has impressed you most about their win last night over Sacramento
2: I think it has to be Chris Middleton. We've Mm. been waiting for that Chris Middleton since all these injuries kind of derailed his season. His jumper, he still doesn't look like he has quite the same lift on it as he usually does, but that's fine. He's still kind of coming back. The rest of his game looks great. He got the pick and roll going with Giannis late in the game, which was their go-to play when they won the title. We know their defense is going to be there. We know Giannis is a superman. If Chris Paul and Chris Middleton can get going like that, They are the championship favorites, to me at least.
4: Ooh, interesting. Jalen, what stood out to you?
5: It wouldn't be compelling TV if I said the exact same thing that Zach said. (laughs) But it's Because I was going to say Chris Middleton as well. (laughs) But he's back in the starting lineup. And just the depth of the Milwaukee Bucks, Malika. How about this point? How dominant and unstoppable Giannis actually is at basketball. It's one thing for him to finish the way he finishes in the paint. But he was knocking down threes. He was dunking on everybody that was in the vicinity. He and Brooke Lopez, two twin towers, contesting shots, blocking shots, changing shots. Now they're the clear number one seed today. If they have the number one seed in the East, not only are they going to win the conference, I believe they're gonna win it all.
4: Hmm. Well, and so much of this is about health, right? Can everybody be healthy at the right time? The bucks they're starting to roll into form. We're seeing Chris Middleton, What he's been uh, in the starting lineup for four games now. We're starting to see the fully formed Milwaukee Bucks clicking at the right time. They have won 20 of their last 22 games, take over the league's best record by two and a half games. They now have the league's second shortest odds to win the title. You can see them on their screen. They are just behind the Celtics. But here's the thing, Jalen. I know what the odds makers say, but I care what you say. Should the Bucks be considered a title favorite at this given moment?
5: Absolutely. Yes, and the sir. odds makers, Malika, they're just trying to get you to bet. That's all they're trying to <laughs> do. I was looking
4: do. for you for reasons. Use
5: your eyes. No question. The eye test shows the depth, and basketball is a tall person's game the height that they have up front. I mentioned Giannis, I mentioned Lopez. How about the depth with Bobby Portis coming in off the bench? A veteran like Jay Crowder, who they just added. I'm I'm such a fan of Drew Holiday and his ability to be the best 2 way guard in the game this year, whether it's scoring with Giannis out or always locked down defense. They're loaded. And now with Middleton back in the starting lineup, if they have home court advantage, and it goes through Milwaukee, Giannis is a player that pretty much stays healthy. So, I'm saying if that's the case, the Bucks are that team to beat, hmm. not the Celtics. Zach?
2: I picked them to win the title before the season, so I'm sticking with them now. I'm going to anoint them favorites, I guess. As Jalen said, think of the versatility they have now that they're fully healthy. When Brooke Lopez rests, they can go Giannis Portis at the 4-5. and five. When Giannis rests, they can go Portis-Lopez at the four and five. You throw Jay Crowder in there, they can go Crowder-Portis, Crowder-Lopez. They have so many more ways to get to Giannis at center now, which is a look we didn't see from them last night for, for an extended stretch. But they have that Crowder as the their new P.J. Tucker piece, the switchable, bulky forward that they had when they won the title. They are overflowing with versatility, and if they get the number one seed, That's a big deal. Look, nobody cares about seeding until you're playing game seven on the road like they were in Boston last year. Hmm. I expect them to chase the number one seed, and if they get it, the title is going to go through Milwaukee. Hmm.
4: The title is going to go through Milwaukee. Well, we get to see the Milwaukee Bucks in action tonight against the Phoenix Suns. But with the Kings loss, the Grizzlies win. Sacramento, they fall a game behind the Grizzlies for the number two seed out West. Memphis has won three straight, all of them over Western playoff teams and has the second easiest remaining schedule as they fight for that number two seed. Now, our Adrian Wojnarowski and Tim McMahon reported yesterday that the Grizzlies star, Ja Morant, has entered a counseling program in Florida. He remains without a time to table to return. That's what sources told Woj and Tim. How lucky are we though? Woj is here in studio with us. Woj, what is the Grizzlies approach here to the absence of John Morant?
6: To to give John Morant all the time he needs to get the help that is necessary and that he wanted when he started this time away from the team uh, after the incident on March 4th in Denver. And so uh, you know, we reported this yesterday that he had entered uh, the counseling program in Florida, but he did not enter it yesterday. He's been there uh, for a, you know, a period of time since uh, he left the team. So mm-hmm. I think for the Grizzlies all along, their view is there are there have been issues. There have been concerns around uh, John Morant. This didn't this wasn't all just did all just happen one night in Denver. And so they want him, to, again, to take all the time he needs, get the help he needs. Uh, and so that's how they viewed this. And as a team, they've held on to second place. They've won three games in a row. And so certainly uh, he continues to communicate with the team. You saw you know, some of the players talking about that last night, FaceTiming, texting. He's been in contact, uh, but he is in that counseling program in florida as we speak right now i'm told
4: and the grizzlies have been staying afloat without him obviously the most important thing is that he's getting the help that he needs but we know no firm timetable the grizzlies did say though that he was going to miss at least six games tomorrow marks that minimum six games what's next
6: well at some point john morant the grizzlies are going to have to deal with the nba and their investigation uh into the matter that that's a conversation. Uh, results of the probe, whatever they find. This is not the first investigation that the NBA has launched into John Morant. There have been a couple over the last year uh, based on other situations that have been well reported on, Uh, but this is a new one, and it's based built around uh, that firearm uh, in that club in Denver. Mm -hmm. Was it in a team facility? Was it on a team plane? Uh, Was it his gun? So those are all questions certainly that the league is looking into uh, but there's a reason this hasn't been called an indefinite time away, that you're seeing it in increments. And yeah. I think it shows you the possibility of a John Morant return here. Uh, you know, essentially the next four-game increment, that ends uh, Wednesday in, yep. uh, against Miami. And so I think there'll be a sense then about what the next step is. But I think there's a belief that John Morant does play again at some point this season. When that is, is still unclear, and the league is going to have – some say. They're going to have a lot of say in that.
4: Yeah, Woj, thank you. Please do not go too far. The Grizzlies they are entering a stretch, though, where four of their next eight games, Woj, they come against teams in the bottom five of the NBA. They also have upcoming games against the Warriors and the Mavericks, but they did beat both of those teams on their current three-game winning streak. So some good news from the schedule gods there for the Memphis Grizzlies. We, though, have a lot to get to on our show. The Celtics, they have lost last night to Cheney's Rockets, with the 76ers only one game behind from second. Should the Celtics be worse? Our crew will discuss how important seating is for Boston. Plus, LeBron James, he was seen getting some shots up at Lakers' shoot-around. So we have an update on LeBron's foot injury and when we can expect a potential return. Also, Victor Wembanyama—Wemby Watch, is on today. He will be in action. We dive into what makes him a -a one-of-a-kind prospect and the impact he'll have on the league. You're not going to want to miss that.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
7: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. constantcontact.com
3: NBA Today is presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission.
4: Big time upset last night. The Rockets knocked off a Celtics team that continues to struggle. Jalen Green, he scored 28 points while Jabari Smith added 24 and Houston was able to stave off Jalen Brown's season high 43 points because Tatum, he struggled a little bit scoring only 22, missing a layup at the buzzer. The Celtics star spoke after the loss.
8: You you guys watched it. It wasn't great. You know we picked it up kind of too late, uh, and you know I take the blame for that. I you know didn't necessarily start the best, and uh, you know I feel like that kind of spread throughout the team. And yeah, so um, you know I have to be better starting the game. You know just from an energy level.
4: So with Boston's loss, the 76ers, they trail the Celtics by just a game. You can see there for the number two seed, and that means the all-important home court advantage in a potential second-round series. The Celtics, they were four games up on the Sixers just a week and a half ago, but the Sixers, they've been cruising. The Celtics, they've been struggling a little bit. So, Jalen, I'm going to start with you here. We talked about it a little bit with Milwaukee, but how important is seeding for Boston? Philly is really starting to play some serious catch-up here.
5: Uncle Chuck D once taught me it's pieces in one big chess game. Mm. So here's the deal. The Boston Celtics have a legit all-NBA performer in Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, terrific two-way player, all-star, erupted for 48 points last night. Their guard room, that foursome, is the best in the league. When you talk about Brown defending defensive player of the year Marcus Smart, White, who's one player of the week this year, and Brogdon. However, very thin up front, in particular if Robert Williams III is dealing with injury, Malika, that's a lot of pressure and that's a lot of fouls to put on the OG Al Horford, who can hold it down, play one-on-one defense, and make his threes. However, you're going to need more height, more fouls to play against Joel and B who's leading the league in scoring and may win MVP, and Giannis and Lopez, as we just mentioned. Right. Robert Williams III is going to be a huge piece on the board for the Boston Celtics. If he is not healthy, not only will they not beat the the, the Milwaukee Bucks, there's a good chance they may not beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Hmm. He's got to be healthy. He's got to be productive if the Celtics are gonna make it back to the final.
4: Well, Jalen, that's why Woj is with us because Robert Williams missed his fifth straight game with a strained left hamstring. We saw his absence hurt the Celtics, particularly on the defensive side. So Woj, what update can you provide on Boston's big man here?
6: Yeah, and and the Celtics feel exactly the way Jalen does. They need a healthy uh, Robert Williams the third in the postseason. That's why they're being so cautious with that hamstring right now, but uh, you know he has made progress and he's feeling better, and the expectation is he'll return at some point on this road trip. Uh, they're in Utah Saturday and then uh, Sacramento on Tuesday, but and the belief is Robert Williams III will be back here sooner than later, and, and the Celtics are, are showing caution. You know, they went through a postseason last year where he had that nagging knee injury that kept him in and out of the lineup. They want to avoid that. Uh, as they get deeper uh, into this regular season and then into the playoffs. And that's
4: good news for Celtics fans. But something else happened, Jalen, yesterday with the Celtics. Assistant coach Damon Stoudemire, he was officially named the new head coach of Georgia Tech. But how big of a loss is that, woge for Boston?
6: Yeah, you know, it, it's significant, Malika, especially because this is a coaching staff without a lot of experience. And, and Damon Stoudemire was certainly a, a prominent member of Joe Mazzula's uh, coaching staff and early in the season when Joe Missoula took over as head coach, you know, he talked to a few different uh, potential assistant coaches who might join his coaching staff, never settled on one Frank Vogel, the former Lakers coach, uh, Jay Laranego who's with the Clippers who decided to stay with the Clippers even talked uh, to our JJ Redick. Uh JJ disclosed at some point this season, uh, but he didn't join that staff. And so now with a very short sprint here, into the postseason, it's certainly a hit for a team and a coaching staff that as you get into the postseason and you have to start getting uh, into playoff series against great teams, great experienced head coaches, you know, you certainly want to have everything at Joe Missoula's disposal. Uh, I I think they may still look around to see if there's something that might make sense, Uh, but you also want to be careful with the chemistry Mm. of a coaching staff and a locker room and a team. If you bring somebody in this late into the season, but I think there's no question, you know, they were happy to allow Damon Stoudemire to go become a head coach in the ACC, but certainly uh, it, it's not ideal for a Celtic team that has championship aspirations.
4: And you could see the list of Joe Missoula's assistant coaches on your screen just a couple of minutes ago. Obviously, Ben Sullivan worked with Giannis Attentacompo for many years, knows him well, so potentially that could be a little bit of an advantage in a series against Milwaukee. But, Jalen, you've been in these locker rooms. What is the impact of losing a coach of Damon's stature here on this young team?
5: So he was a prominent voice next to Ime Udoka last year, as it related to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown during periods of time where media and fans were actually suggesting to break them up. Mm. And now he became that same voice for Joe Mazzulla and the basic head coach in waiting if one of those guys were going to be out. And he brought a different level of equity than everybody else on that staff, Malika. You know why? At 5'10", Damon Stoudemire, a.k.a. Biggie, played in the league mm. and there's something to be said for a guy that understands what the players are going through but also able to speak that language and understand when they give him a pat on the back or a kick in the butt that's exactly why Georgia Tech hired him which is a great hire for Georgia Tech but that's a big loss this season late in the year for the Boston Celtics.
4: Yeah, great hire for Georgia Tech. Boston is back in action tomorrow. They will be taking on Minnesota. Gentlemen, please do not go anywhere. We got a lot to get to, including number 30. He turns 35 today, but can he still play till 40? Why Steph is getting advice from NFL greats as he enters his next stage of his career. Also, it's March, the NCAA tournament. It gets underway tonight, which NBA prospects have the most to prove in their final audition before the 2023 NBA draft. Plus, the Lakers, the Pelicans, they square off with a major play in implications on the line, the state of the two teams as they enter this home stretch of the season. We will go to New Orleans for updates on LeBron James. Stay tuned.
7: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
1: ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.
3: Welcome back to NBA Today. Presented by Navy Federal Credit Union.
4: Welcome back to NBA Today. Presented by Navy Federal Credit Union. Anyone want to go to the Bay? let's do it clay thompson he was on fire 18 points at the end of the first so we'll pick it up in the second quarter here he kept it going helping the warriors out to a big lead three yes sir clay thompson and then steph curry going against chris paul and then after the play, watch Steph here. I'm not a professional lip reader, but it's, this ain't 2014 no more. All right, well, 2014 was the year that Paul's Clippers, they beat the four, the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. So maybe that has a little something to do with it. But this is about play. So let's pick it back up with him. The other Splash brother, Splash. Clay Thompson had 33 points, 8 from 12 from 3 at the half. It's a fifth career half for Thompson with 8-3. So the Warriors were up 75-58 at the break. Let's go to the third quarter, because the Suns, they did make a bit of a push here, under eight minutes to play. The Suns fighting back, down 11. Devin Booker steals it from Dante DiVincenzo. Goes all the way, gets that one to go. Cuts it to nine on that one. The Suns, they trailed by 10 at the end of the third quarter, thanks in large part to Devin Booker putting in work there. We're gonna pick this one up again in the fourth. The Warriors up 10 at this point. Thompson gets the jumper. Warriors up 12. He had 38 points and then under three minutes to go here. Steph Curry, he's loving it. Gets the corner three to fall. Let's hear from the Splash Brothers after the win.
1: There's always a little bit of extra motivation
5: when you got smacked a couple times against a certain team. But it's more so about our own focus of this time of year we're in and how we need to finish strong and build some type of momentum. Uh, again, put good quarters together, stack them up, and uh, you know we did that at home these last two, and now the challenge is, what do we do on Wednesday?
6: Do you guys think why can't we do this on the road this season?
9: I think we're going to do it with these next five games. I think we're going to come come out of this road trip with uh, a lot of great momentum. And although history this season has been not so good to us, I think it's our time to you know, ramp up our ability to win games.
4: So the Warriors enter this trip tied for the third-worst road record in the NBA at 7-26. and 26. They've lost eight straight away from Chase Center. It starts Wednesday right across the street from us. They play it's the Clippers, and that includes also stops in Memphis, Dallas. You can see the full road trip on your screen. So bringing in Anscape's Mark Spears here along with Jalen Rose. Mark, thank you for joining us. You, you released an article surrounding Steph turning 35 years old today. I know you talked to him a little bit about the road woes that the Warriors have faced this season. What more can you tell us about what he said, what he's thinking? about this.
8: In terms of road woes, he's uh, you know got a new Under Armour thing about them protecting the house. Remember this, Malika? We must protect this house. <laughs> Remember when you were a little girl and they were showing that protect commercial the Warriors where they're bringing it back? Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he's they're bringing it back. But how does he protect his team outside the house? Um, he said that they they have this weird yin and yang this whole season terms of being so great at home, so bad on the road. I've never really seen a team like this. But he said, look, we have to figure out how to have the same mentality on the road, uh, the same identity. This is going to be a very challenging road trip. Uh, But like as Clay said, if they could get Some momentum going on this road trip, I think, will bode well going into the postseason.
4: We're looking at the Clippers, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Rockets, and the Mavericks. So when you look at the Warriors' next five games of this road trip, how many wins would you consider, Mark, a success?
8: They got to go three and two, right? I mean, uh, I think the Houston one is a given, but all those other ones, even Memphis without Ja, they're they're still a problem. Uh, It's still on the road, but... Uh, You know, there's no Wiggins. There's no Kaminga, but uh, they're playing great basketball of late, and it's time for them to buckle down and get ready for the postseason and win on the road.
4: I don't know. Ask the Celtics if Houston is a given. What do you see, Jalen?
5: I see them going three and two, like Spears said, Mm. and I'm not as worried about their road record as many people are. Why? And here's a couple of reasons why. This team has had to reinvent itself a couple of different times throughout the season. And in the playoffs, you only got to win one time on the road to swing a series. I'm actually more worried about not having Wiggins. Hmm. If they have Wiggins, I feel like they can make the Western Conference Finals. If they don't, I don't believe that they will. So yes, I believe they'll go three and two on this road trip. But ultimately, they're going to need a guy who basically played Jason Tatum to a standstill in the NBA Finals, played very good defense last year, and was scoring against Luka in the playoffs. They're going to need Wiggins if they're going to get to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah,
4: Andrew Wiggins played some
5: incredible basketball. And
8: Malika, real quick, uh, Gary Gary Payton II is having some optimism that he could be returning relatively soon, so if they could add Gary Payton II, that helps the team. As and well. that's
4: great news for them. Defensively, Andrew Wiggins away from the team for an extended period here for personal reasons. We certainly hope that everything is going to be OK with him, with his family. Mark, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the conversation that you had with 35 year old Steph Curry. He told you he feels a lot like he has a lot left OG. in the tank, right? Yeah. Now he used to be the young fella. Not anymore. How long?
8: 35 is OG status. Do you right, expe- oh,
4: only in the NBA? And only in the Absolutely. NBA. <laughs> okay.
8: right.
0: How
4: long do you expect that? St- Last year, I remember when we had a conversation, he said, I feel like I'm still in my prime. How long do you expect that to be the case, Mark? How long does he yeah. expect it to be the case?
8: Well, his, his father gave him kind of a blueprint. His Del Curry played till he was 37 years old. Mm. Uh, but this uh, with all due respect to Dell, I think Steph is in much better shape. Uh, And in fact, uh, Steve Kerr said the other day that Steph Curry is the best conditioned athlete he's ever been around. Steve Kerr played with Michael Jordan. Right. So this is certainly saying a lot. So I, I expect Steph and this is not he's at a position where he's not like a LeBron James where he's in the trenches all the time. He's getting hit all the time. I expect him to play until, uh, yeah, 40 years old for sure.
4: And that's great news for those of us who are a fan of the game. He's in his 14th season. I imagine that, I mean, for me, it's Jalen. I'm I'm like looking at my my Instagram find feed to get new workouts, new ideas of how to be better in in my own personal (laughs) life and work. But who has Steph? I imagine that's not Steph's case. Who's he consulted in terms of playing into his late 30s, Mark?
8: Well it's funny you would think he would consult LeBron, right. his dad, Chris Paul. But no, he's he's consulting NFL old school or OG quarterbacks, right? He's huh. he's calling he told me he's calling Tom Brady, who's forty-five, Aaron Rodgers, who's thirty-nine, and, and Peyton Manning's a a longtime, you know, good friend of him. He's played in this uh a golf tournament. So he, he said he's he's asking them, he knows quarterbacking is different. But he's talking to them about discipline Hmm. and how they use that discipline to get to their 40s and how do they continue what they had to do to continue to have that feeling that they were younger than their (laughs) age. So, yeah, he's been seeking counsel from some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time.
4: That's interesting. Hey, Jalen, we're talking about the, the OGs of the game here in Steph Curry, but we could also talk about the future. Because coming up on NBA Today, I mean, why wait until the NCAA tournament is underway to see who could be up next? Victor wembanyama he is playing as we speak. So we have up-to-the-minute highlights coming just around the corner. Brackets has never been easier with the ESPN
3: Tournament Challenge app it's free so just scan and bam you're ready to go The app lets you fill out as many as 25 men's or women's brackets by using one of
4: our simple autofill options that automatically makes picks for you. Still not sure who to pick? Just go with your gut. You can pick your favorite team to win it all, or pick a big upset and tap Finish My Bracket to fill in the rest. It is that easy. Tip-Off is coming. Download and fill out your brackets now with the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. Welcome back to NBA Today. So you can see it right there. We have over 10 million brackets filled out. You can download the Tournament Challenge app and fill out up to 25 brackets. That's a lot of brackets. To get to know the NBA prospects you're going to be seeing over the course of the NCAA tournament, we are joined in a second day by Jonathan Gavoni, our draft analyst. Thank you so much for being here. I understand that on ESPN.com right now, you released your top prospects that are playing in the tournament, right? So that means no Thompson Twins. That means no Victor Wembenyama. That means no Scoot Henderson, right? Correct. All right, got it, good. So I want to know who's number one on this list. May I? Of course. All right. Brandon Miller is number one. Why? What do you see from his game?
10: Well, first of all, you have to start with the positional size. Six foot nine, playmaking wing, shoots off the dribble, can pass off a live dribble, um, defensively versatile. um, You see him here getting to the rim, finishing with the left hand, the offhand for him. yeah, as well as the shot making ability. Yep. Uh, here the step the sidestep three pointer. and then um, the feel for the game at six foot nine is a guy that you can run your offense through at times. He can uh, create his own shot, Ooh. finds his teammate with a beautiful lot here. Um, you know, it's really improved as the season has moved on.
4: But we know that the people who are who are sitting and watching at home, they're like, but but we're fans of the NBA. So who's his NBA
10: comp? Yeah, so the, num- the name you hear most often is Paul George. Mm. Both wear number 24, both big guards, six foot nine, can handle, can play pick and roll, can go off the dribble, can yeah. pass, can shoot, guard multiple positions. Uh, you know, if this is his ultimate um, comparison here, right. you've done great with yourself.
4: I mean, he's an eight-time All-Star, so I would think that whoever drafts him is going to feel pretty good if that's who he ends up being. Number two, boop, Nick Smith Jr. Tell me a little bit more about him.
10: Six foot five, six foot nine wingspan. Uh, plays at Arkansas. He's been hurt for a bunch of the season. But here's what I love about him: the ball handling ability, the ability to change speeds, you get inside the paint, pull up for that little short range pull up jumper, uh, and then the passing ability. He can pass with either hand off a live dribble. Has a great feel for the game. Uh, makes the game easy for teammates. The cut, the touch pass, the dunk. Um, the game comes really easily for Nick Smith. And then the shooting, the shot making, uh, both off the dribble with the feet set. You see them the beautiful form, the footwork, the body control, um, you know, he has a lot to his game, Nick Smith.
4: And who would we be seeing him as a comp for?
10: I went here with Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors. I think Nick is a better defender than him, but you can see that same type of spark plug impact. Um, uh, you know, the ability to go get his own, to make shots, play with the ball, off the ball. Nick Smith, only 18 years old, has a huge upside. Well,
4: Jordan Poole averaged, what, 17 points per game throughout the playoffs of the Warriors last year. Such a big part of their title run. So that's some pretty big upside. Number three, Gerace Walker. Tell me a little bit about that.
10: Well, you have to love the physical tools. Six foot seven, seven two wingspan, tremendous frame. Guards everybody through from one through five. Here you see him staying in front of a guard. Tough shot here. Blocks the shot. Um, you know, off the ball, his instincts, the athleticism, the quick off his feet. Um, And then as well as the the finishing ability, you know, you're going to see him here attacking a closeout, posting up, using a strong frame inside. Um, You know, has a lot to his game, Jairus Walker.
4: And and Jairus Walker's comp is?
10: I went with Patrick Williams, 21 years old. We're not exactly sure what Patrick Williams is going to be, but he was a top five pick. And for a lot of the same reasons that Jairus Walker is going to be a top five pick in all likelihood. Uh, So Jairus Walker, uh, just the upside is really, really significant huge upside for
4: jared walker i like it and houston obviously the number one seed in the midwest so he's going to need to dominate if they're going to win the school's first national championship that's just three names though take a look at the entire top 10 names in jonathan gavoni's ncaa mock draft let's get to i mean the consensus number one pick right victor Wembanyama. he is in action right now against as as we speak I know that his blocks, Jonathan, were something that was standing out to you.
10: Yeah, I love his defense. That's something he's going to be able to bring an NBA team from day one. Seven foot five, eight foot wingspan, incredibly mobile, instinctual, outstanding feel for the game. Uh, you see him here on the offensive end with the you know, the perimeter shooting ability that makes him so intriguing. He's a two-way player. He has huge upside. He's going to be a game changer from day one in the NBA.
4: Woj with us, too, for this conversation because we cannot talk about the future of the NBA and not have you two gentlemen in the building. What is it, Jonathan, that NBA teams will be getting when they draft this young man?
10: Well, they get a guy with an incredibly high skill level. He can step outside and shoot threes. He can create his own shot. He can post up. He can pass. But really what I love about him is is the the impact that he makes defensively. Uh, You know, just the game comes very naturally for him. He's Mm -hmm. a tremendous shot blocker. He's a rebounder. He's improved his toughness significantly. As his frame continues to fill out, he has Defensive Player of the Year potential.
4: These are more highlights of him playing today. But, Woj, you've been covering the NBA, the draft. Many prospects for decades, and Richard Jefferson has said that if LeBron James was drafted in the same class as Victor Wembanyama, then he would go ahead of LeBron. What are teams saying, though, about him as they move him around on the draft board about what his ceiling could be?
6: Yeah, simply maybe the greatest draft prospect in the history of the NBA. I think the only two people in terms of anticipation, LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar coming into the NBA. That doesn't mean he's going to have their careers, but he is, And as Jonathan said, there is a skill level and a size that is unlike anything Mm -hmm. anyone has ever seen. I think for organizations, teams will tell you, he is worth hundreds of millions of dollars to the value of a team and a franchise the day he walks in the door. And I think for teams, what they're all preparing for, if they win the draft lottery, every decision your organization makes will be built around Victor Wimbayama, what it means to him in every area of basketball. There won't be a decision you'll make uh, without thinking of how it impacts him and the scrutiny, uh, not just from the public and their fans, but the league and the league office to handle this player right, to develop him, yep. to, to allow him to become uh, the face of the NBA, which is what everybody expects him to be. This is a generational, and maybe not just a generational talent, but a historical player. And it is a lot, and it is a lot to put on a player. But all you have to do is watch Victor Wimbayama and you understand why.
4: And you can listen to him talk and understand that he, he, he is as ready as you can be to take on that type of weight that you're talking about. So he is the consensus number one overall pick. But projected top three pick scoot Henderson you just broke some news about his the rest of his G League season Jonathan what more can you tell us
10: well the G League has decided to shut him down for the remainder of the season they feel like there's only five games remaining mm-hmm. they are four games out of the playoffs they're probably not going to make it in all likelihood they feel like he's shown enough already this season and so they decided to shut him down for the remainder of the season
4: scoot Henderson shut down for the remainder of the season Woj how are teams evaluating him
6: well, listen, if you talk to teams after Gili Ignite played Victor Wimbayama in Las Vegas prior to the college season, he was the consensus number two pick in the draft. Uh, but Brandon Miller of Alabama is challenging him yep. with that. He's had a remarkable season in Alabama. He's got the runway of the NCAA tournament now. Uh, it's been an uneven season for Scoot Henderson. I think people look at him and they see you know, certainly a very talented player, a player who you know, a team may build around. But uh, I think a player who at 6'2", uh, it's different than that prototypical 6'9", wing forward that everybody in the league wants. And I think for this season, and Jonathan has chronicled it, you know, there's been certainly some injuries, but he hasn't played as consistently. I think there's some windows where he didn't play as hard uh, as people saw him play early. Maybe the G League Ignite plays... You know, it's, it's a different kind of a schedule um, and a season than playing traditional college basketball. It's worked for a lot of players. It may work for Scoot, uh, but I think certainly right now, listen, he's still I, – I, I can't imagine a scenario where he's not in the top three. Yep. But the idea of him anymore is absolute consensus number two. That has changed.
4: Yeah, I mean, Brandon Miller has been playing incredibly well. It's going to be fun to watch him and Alabama in the NCAA tournament. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming out to L.A., for spending a couple of days with us. Woj, thank you for joining us. Coming up on NBA Today, we're going to go live to New Orleans. We have an update for you on LeBron James. Will we see him back on the court anytime soon? That update coming at you next.
3: You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon. Download the Tournament Challenge app and fill out your men's and women's brackets now.
7: Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun.
1: War! My master asks, what
8: do you seek here?
7: To vanquish our common enemies. Ah! Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. Hey, hey. War! Saga of war, passion, and power. That's it, come FX's Shogun now streaming on Hulu.
2: Are the Lakers gonna climb all that way and make it into the playoffs without needing the plan?
5: We can't waste any more time, we can't waste any more games. Now, this guy just gotta step up. You know, I have to step up and just come out and be aggressive. <laughs>
0: LeBron James comes
2: back, and Anthony Davis looks this way. Who definitively can't they beat?
4: Welcome back to NBA Today. 14 games left in the season for the Lakers, and the feeling is must win, right? And no bigger game tonight than when they are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Let me show you the standings. They have the exact same records. You can see that. If the playoffs started today, they would play in that 9-10 versus playing game. So the race for the West is going to be a fun one down the stretch. It starts tonight in New Orleans. For more on that game, I want to bring in our Lakers reporter Dave McMenamin and our Pelicans reporter Andrew Lopez. A couple of injury updates from you gentlemen, please. Dave, I want to start with you. We haven't seen LeBron James in the last seven games, but I saw you reported that he was out there on the floor getting free throws up today. Is he any closer to returning?
9: like this is just a sign that everything is moving in the right direction when it comes to his rehab. Mm. It wasn't like he went through a full shoot-around with the team today. It was standstill, free throws, taking 10 at a time, stepping off the line, coming back, shooting 10 more. But he's got out of the walking boot a couple days ago. We're two weeks and two days removed from the injury, and in about a week and a half, he's going to be reevaluated. There's three and a half weeks left of the regular season. We'll see if he can get back out there before uh, April 9th.
4: Andrew, let's talk a little bit about Brandon Ingram. He's missed the last two games with an ankle issue. What should we expect from him?
3: Yeah, officially, Brandon is questionable for tonight. Uh, We watched him warm up on Saturday before Oklahoma City. Went through it uh, a, a little gingerly. Seemed like he didn't have that lift that he maybe wanted. Sat out that game, sat out the game against Portland. But... Uh, I think he is trending towards playing tonight, but uh, everything with this team, you got to wait right until uh, until tip to figure out what's really going to happen. But it does look like uh, things are moving in the right direction for Brandon to come back uh, from that ankle sprain.
4: Okay, that's good news for Pelicans fans. We talk about it, though, gentlemen, every day on this show, and I feel like I need my hands here to make Stephen A. proud because the West, it's fluid. The the play and race is fluid in the West. But how much pressure, starting with you, Dave, are, are the Lakers putting on themselves and then you, Andrew, on the Pelicans in this stretch right now?
9: Malik, I spoke to Malik Beasley this morning, and he was talking about that it already has a playoff feel, this final mm. stretch of the schedule. And, and he said he embraces it. They like it as a team. Now, Darvin Ham, maybe on the other hand, doesn't quite feel the same way. He told me, I went to bed last night. We were in 11th. I woke up. We're in 9th. It's the way in <laughs> the West. But he also said, did you see what happened between Houston and Boston? The right. Lakers got to play the Rockets tomorrow. And so they're schedule watching, and they know all these games matter. Andrew? Yeah, same thing.
3: Same thing with the Pels. Uh, the other night, Trey Murphy kind of said all of these games feel like play-ins. Mm. Uh, some guys want to use the term must win. Others do not. Larry Nant said all of these games feel like must win. And then right now, the big thing with the Pels after this game against the Lakers, they are at Houston, who Dave just mentioned beat Boston uh, the other night. They're at Houston, at Houston then home against san antonio and charlotte those are four very big games against teams you would think they would be favored by they get those they can vault up as you said it's fluid they could go maybe from from tied for ninth to to fifth or sixth just in a couple of weeks every game feels very important uh as dave said
4: Yeah, even those games, though, those are the scary ones. You can't overlook those opponents where you think this is going to be an easy win. Boston knows a little something like that. It should be a good one, though, at Smoothie King Center. Dave, Andrew, thank you so much for stopping by NBA Today. Here's our next NBA Wednesday doubleheader. It starts in the land. Donovan Mitchell, the Cavs, hosting Joel Embiid and the Sixers. The Sixers, though, they've won five in a row. That's at 7.30. And then it's off to L.A. Kawhi, Paul George, the Clippers, they're hosting Steph and the Warriors. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern.
3: NBA Today is presented by Navy Federal Credit Union.
6: Our members are the mission. Steph, we have not seen you and Clay at the podium together since the old days. Do you remember last time you were up there with Clay? What's it like to be up here with him? Well, I
5: got uh, a birthday gift out of it. So that's dope. Oh, that's um, my
9: machine right there. <laughs> <laughs> In
5: 2019? Mm. Were you making paper
9: airplanes then?
8: Yes. Oh, my bad. I've been doing it for a long time. Every time? My
1: bad. Yeah. Damn. Wow. <laughs> <Damn. laughs>
5: That's a good one. About, uh... Oh. I might have won that. One.
4: I love that. I need a paper airplane making lesson. All right, so for the man who seems to have it all, we're trying to figure out what gift he would even still want. Mark, do you have any ideas?
8: You know what? Steph loves golf, but also loves popcorn. Loves. So if I had to give him a gift, it would be a gift certificate from the best popcorn in Northern America, the Toronto Popcorn Company. He always goes to Toronto to visit uh, Mm. his wife's family. They got buffalo, they got maple bacon, they got pizza, they got honey mustard. I'm telling you, Malika, next time you go to Toronto, you got to go to the Toronto Popcorn Company it's this little, small place, but it's amazing. They got like 100 hey, flavors. Hey, you have me a donut popcorn. And that's what I would popcorn. give Steph and Curry.
5: Jalen, what about you? First off, popcorn is also my favorite food, and I've had this conversation with Steph Curry. I think one of the things I'm going to do is go to every NBA arena and sample who has the best popcorn. Golden State is in the running. Mm, with I- that being said, Malika, I'm going to give them travel luggage I
4: like that gotta be good on the road games
5: will do so and play well and win games on the road gotta get a win on the road here's a
4: paper airplane Steph we'll see you tomorrow